The Minnesota Wild come up short 4-1 to one against the Dallas Stars. We break down all of the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome into tonight's Locked on Wild postcast as we recap a 4-1 to one loss for the Minnesota Wild at the hands of the Dallas Stars. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, this was a pretty physical and tight matchup uh, until things started to open up there in the third period. And ultimately, Dallas able to get some uh, some goals on special teams and they just crushed in the faceoff circle, which uh, is ultimately kind of what decided the outcome in this one. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, you look at the game from early December in Dallas, the Wild had open ice. They had more puck possession. They built that 5-1 lead. Dallas rallied to, to get a point in that game. But this game had a completely different feel. And I think as the season wears on, you play these division games, they get a lot more tight because it's a four-point swing. And Dallas was the better hockey team. They owned the faceoff circle, 65% wins there, which was a killer. And the other factor that I thought was a big difference maker was their power play. Number one road power play in the National Hockey League, over 31%. And tonight you got a good taste of why they're so good. They move the puck, they've got mobile defensemen, and they work the high tip like no other team in the league. You know, it was interesting, and this was something that uh, Anthony LaPanta keyed in on during the game, in that it seemed like the Wild were just trying to, to throw as many shots as they could early on, and especially from kind of weird angles, uh, because it seemed like Jake Ottinger was having a little bit of trouble, especially on that Kirill Kaprizov goal. Then again, I don't know what you do about that because that's just an insane play by Kaprizov. But it seemed like the early objective for the Wild was to try to get as many shots as they could and to try to really test him on those angles. Yeah, Jake Ottinger is a super talented goalie, and he probably was amped up, but I think he's been amped up when he's played the Minnesota Wild, and his numbers are dramatically worse against Minnesota than any other team. As he gets older and matures, that will change because he's such a talent. And I've known this kid for, well, many years since he played high school hockey at Lakeville North. And uh, so I think as the game went on, Dallas really helped him settle in a little bit. That Kaprizov play, though, um, I'm going to tell you, from a goaltender's perspective, you're reading the weak side. You're trying to read a completely different play. And Wayne Gretzky used to score a lot of goals that way where – he read what the goaltender was doing and had the presence of mind to make plays like that, and that's exactly what Kaprizov did. But you're right. He was fighting the puck. The Wild had some chances, and I still think, as well as Dallas played, if Jordan Greenway is able to nudge that puck in and not off the pipe and make it a 2-2 game past the midway point of the third, the building was ready to explode. You never know how that could change the momentum in a hockey game. Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought, was uh, was sensational again tonight, and he's facing a bevy of shots by a Dallas team that that's what they do. And you look at how the goals were scored, and they were all on deflections. That's been Dallas's game all season, but they just it's one of those nights where they just execute that well enough to be able to get him past Marc-Andre Fleury. I think on any other night, he maybe is able to get one or two of those, but tonight it just seemed like all those bounces went Dallas's way. And, and Dallas earned that. And one thing that, that I noticed within this hockey game is Dallas was able to get a real strong net front presence. And that's something, after I talked to Marc-Andre Fleury in San Jose a week ago, 
that the Wild were not giving up. They were really, I think, protecting the blue paint quite well. Now, Dallas has a big, strong group of forwards. That's their bread and butter. And that was their game plan. And they executed it brilliantly. And Minnesota didn't seem to have an answer in front of the net. So not only were there great deflections along the way, but if you look at most of those goals, Marc-Andre Fleury had his vision impaired by that traffic in front of the cage. And um, he was the Wild's best player tonight, period. He was outstanding. He made 39 saves. He made some unbelievable saves at key moments in that hockey game, but they just couldn't get that next goal. At 2-1, you needed the next goal, and they had a chance with Greenway, but they couldn't get it done. It's one of those nights where if you ever wonder the things that Marcus Foligno brings to the lineup and just his presence, his physicality, this is the exact game that you want to have him in the lineup for, and not to say that the combination of Hartman, Greenway, and Erickson Eck played poorly. I thought they did some really good things tonight. It's just having Felino in the lineup gives you just that extra piece to be able to uh, to match up with some of that size. Yeah, he's such a big body, and against a team like Dallas, that's a body you need on the ice. And so they missed Marcus Felino, no question about it. I really like the way Jordan Greenway's game is trending. I know his numbers don't show it. But I'm telling you, this guy is really starting to be a force out there. They can keep him healthy and get Felino back here in the next week or so and get that line back intact. I really think the way Greenway's playing, that line's going to get some real important goals and make some key, key defensive plays for this team. That's the line that Dean Everson wants to use. He wants to have that team as a shutdown line. That seven-game home winning streak, which came to an end tonight, a lot of those games featured that grief line. They didn't have that tonight. It's not the only reason they didn't win, but it's a, it's a factor that you point out, and I think it's a very adroitly made point. Sammy Walker had his second career NHL goal taken mm-hmm. off the board late, but he did get his first uh, against the Jets in an empty net fashion, and he just continues to be in the right place at the right time. You look at some of those puck battles along the boards, he's right there in the scrum mixing it up, he's just flying around the ice. He continues to look just so impressive out there. Yeah, Sammy Walker's a good hockey player, and I don't know. I'm, you know, Bill Guerin uh, and Dean Everson and that coaching staff, uh, they're looking at the same thing we're looking at, and I understand that there's a pecking order here, and you've got some really good players. You mentioned Felino, Duhame's on the mend. You know Mason Shaw will be back after the two-game suspension. I don't know what they're going to do, but the bottom line is they're going to have freedom now, whether it's this year or in the offseason, to make some moves. From what I can tell, and it's early, it's five games into his career, Sammy Walker has a skill set that can be a very dynamic top six forward uh, in this organization. And that's exciting. I mean, if you're a Wild fan, that's exciting. You want that competition. You want that depth. And I think, you know, in my 17 years of doing this job, this organization between here and Iowa is as deep as I've ever seen it. I want to give a shout-out to Matt Dumba as well, and I know you had keyed in on this on our last postcast and that it looks like he has really upped his game recently as well and had a handful of opportunities where he's leading a three-on-two the other way and the team just can't get you know a scoring opportunity to go their way. But it does look like he is definitely starting to, uh, to skate with better purpose here um, as we uh, move towards the end of the 2022 portion of the schedule. Yeah, a little bit over a month ago, he had a sit-down with Dean Emerson, and Dean shared with us the conversation. And basically, he told Matt he's a great player when he just plays a simple and smart game. You don't need to go out there and make the unbelievable hit or the unbelievable play. You just need to go out there and play your game. And Matt's done that. And, you know, I think 
him and Jonas Brodin are such great friends off the ice. They have that built-in chemistry on the ice. And if you're Matt Dumba and you've got Jonas Brodin by your side, let the game come to you. You don't need to go out there and be a game-changing player. You just need to go out there and shut teams down because you're going to play a healthy amount of minutes against the opposition's top weapons. So he's done that. His confidence is back. He's in a contract year. He, he knows that it's a long shot that he'll be back here next year. You don't know how it's going to play out, but that's hard for a player that's established here, that loves the Twin Cities, that loves being a part of this team, that really enjoys his teammates. So I think people have to understand at the start of the year, he was dealing with some emotions that probably got in the way of him playing his best hockey, but he's found it now, and that's an asset for this team. Minnesota Wilds come up short 4-1 to one to the Dallas Stars here tonight. Next up for the Wild, they have a game against the St. Louis Blues on the road on Saturday. We'll talk about the Blues, who may be the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the NHL this year. And uh, we'll talk about uh, how close a couple of Wild players may be to returning to the lineup as they continue to skate with the team. All that and more coming up as we finish our Lockdown Wild postcast. After a word from our sponsor, which for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college football's bowl season to the NBA to the NHL, they've got it all covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing tonight's Locked on Wild postcast, Minnesota Wilds come up on the short end of a 4-1 to loss to the Dallas Stars. Kevin, uh, it was mentioned throughout the day that Marcus Foligno and Brandon Duhame have been uh, skating with the team. They skated at morning practice which is hopefully a good sign considering that it was a little concerning the news coming out about Felino that he may be a little further away than we'd like, but got to take it as a good sign that those two are continuing to skate with the team here uh, at this point in this season. Yeah, that's been the tell with this, uh, with this regime, with Dean Everson and his coaching staff. When players get back on the ice with the team, that is the, the kind of the – the tell that they're a week or maybe even less away from getting back on the ice. I don't know that we'll see either one of those guys in St. Louis, but the the sooner they get Marcus Foligno back, you know, the better they're going to be period. And it'd be nice to have him back. You you know, you can't count that out. We're going to have a practice day tomorrow at, uh, at Tria. And, you know, for the wild, you know, it's going to be a physical game. You know, it's going to be emotional um, being back in that building after what happened in the playoffs last year for a lot of these guys, they're certainly going to have a little chip on their shoulder. And I think getting beat tonight probably intensifies that. And they knew all along. They've been talking about this week from way before Christmas when you had Winnipeg, Dallas, and St. Louis all bundled into one week. They hadn't played a lot of divisional games. You got a little taste of it tonight. I think the Wild will come out, and I think they'll play one of their better games this year on Saturday night. And and the Blues are just such a weird team this year. They've had stretches where they have been just one of the best teams in the NHL. And they've had stretches where they've made Arizona look good. And so you just you don't really know what you're going to get until you get out there and see what's going on for the first few minutes. Yeah, they certainly look like a group that has enough players in that room that's won a cup that probably looks at the early part of the season and, and knows kind of when to push a button and some nights maybe when to, to lay off the gas a little bit. But the one thing I can promise you, 
the Wild bring out their best. They always seem to play their absolute best against the Minnesota Wild, and not just the playoff series. Think back to the outdoor game last year um, at Target Field. The Blues get up for the Minnesota Wild. They've had enough playoff series. There's enough of a rivalry there where you're going to get their A game, and you better plan on that. It's going to be physical. It's going to be grinding. Man, I think it's going to be fun. New Year's Eve in a building that I love working in. That's an old but really cool building. It's always packed. They've got great fans down there in St. Louis. So I think if, if you're a wild fan and you can tune into that hockey game on New Year's Eve, you're going to be treated to a great game, a great atmosphere. Uh, and I think for Minnesota, I think they're going to come out there and really have an edge to their game. And let's just chat a little bit because the first game in 2023 will be the next one that we have a chance to uh, to discuss Tampa Bay Lightning, and so uh, a chance to see one of the gold standard teams from the Eastern Conference for the last five or six years, and they may not be at the same level that they've been in previous seasons, but they still have those they still have those core guys that can just beat you in so many ways. And they still have Vasilevsky in goal, and he was brilliant. I mean, brilliant tonight as they beat the Rangers in a game where the two teams went into a shootout in a 1-1 deadlock with nearly 90 combined shots on goal. That's going to be a treat, too, for Wild fans. Later start, 8.30 next week, Lightning come calling. And one thing, you're right, the, the Lightning still have all those big gunners, but the Wild have gotten up for games against Tampa Bay, and they've had uh, some success here uh, against that team the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to these next two battles, and I think it's a good measuring stick. And for Minnesota – you know, they've taken care of business, Seth, against teams they were supposed to beat here in the last couple of weeks. But now you're going to get some real heavy, heavy tests. And both those games are, are games where I think if you're the Minnesota Wild, you want to see exactly where you measure up here, kind of at the midway point of this season. And as we flip the calendar from 2022 to 2023, love to see that. Love to see the team playing um, their best hockey of the season after – that 0-3 start, which I think we, I think it's safe to say that the team has has distanced themselves from that. So uh, we'll see what happens here as we flip the calendar, but uh, that is going to do it for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Kevin, as always, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we will see how things play out in St. Louis, and then we'll flip the page and see how things go uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. For Locked on Wild listeners, make sure you're checking out all of our content throughout the week with new daily episodes as well as pre- and post-game content as well. We've got you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.